I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his home. Front two have scored ten between them already. It's only September. That normally happens in April. Welcome to Charlton Live. A very good evening to you and welcome to Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio. My name is Louis Mendes. Joining me in the studio here as we get ready to look back at yesterday's superb last-ditch 2-1 win uh, against Plymouth Argyle is Mr. Tom Wallin. How you doing, Tom? Very good. Yeah, you well? You yeah, happy? Yeah, don't really know how to cope with all these wins. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, it's an unusual situation. Unnerving. I don't know. Unnerving. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with it, I have to admit, and yeah. uh, we'll, we'll get through it together. Uh, joining the two of us, Mr. Terry Smith, how do you tell? Uh, very good evening. I'm yeah. I'm as good as everybody. Yeah, I think. Yeah, well, I'd say even better in some in some ways. Well, you're very kind. Yeah, <laughs> no, I was joking. And uh, also making his first appearance of the season is Mr. Paul Crisp. Crispy, how's it going? Very well, mate. Yeah. a bruised knee from celebrating Carlin's winner. That's the danger. There That's the danger is. of last minute goals. <laughs> they can they can injure you, and uh, they have taken another victim there in Crispy. Good to have you in the studio, Crispy. Uh, good to have you all listening. Yesterday it was a superb two-one win over Plymouth Argyle. We're 
We're going to hear the highlights uh, momentarily. We're also going to hear our exclusive interview with Lee Bowyer after the game. He came in to speak to Terry. We want to hear what you guys had to say about that victory. Plenty of you have got in contact already. Uh, email studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at charltonlive. You can head over to the Charlton Live forum uh, to have your say as well. We want to know what you made of the performance, what you're making of this winning run. Uh, if you could think of a way to stop our front two I mean, you'd be a better manager than everyone else in League One, uh, but let us know if you could. Um, and yeah, anything you want to say. Also, later on in the show, uh, the women's team had a superb 2-2 draw up at Durham earlier on today in their second championship match. We're going to hear from Amelia Ritchie. She scored the equaliser uh, about five minutes from time as well, a late goal from there. So we're going to hear from her as well. But before we hear the highlights, Tom, um, it was just it was just looking like... You know, with with a couple of minutes left, it's looking like it's going to be one of the most frustrating afternoons we've had down here at the Valley for a long while. Yeah, I um, as I just said before we came on air, I'd never felt like we weren't going to win that game. So even at the end, I still felt that chance was going to come, um, and it did luckily. But yeah, we we dominated. I mean, the shots, the corners, the possession—they all tell the story of the game. Really, um, I thought we started very slowly, and they had maybe fifteen minutes in the second half where they looked a little bit more dangerous. But um, aside from that, again, not not necessarily our most impressive performance. But yet again, we've got a victory out of maybe playing not as well as we, we could do. So, yeah, very pleasing afternoon. I made that the third game we've won so far this season with a goal within the last five minutes. If you look at Shrewsbury at home, Southend away, and of course yesterday. So it is something, remember last season, we had that habit of conceding goals late. It's nice to see it's actually turned around for us, Chris. Yeah, and we had it the first game of the season as well at Sunderland, didn't we? So yeah. you thought, yeah, um, it's good to get a couple of late winners and, and those points can be crucial come the end of the season. So I think for, for me, it's just really it's great to see a team fight until the end playing good football and as Bowie has said in his uh, press conference they weren't lumping it in those last 10 minutes we were we were playing the way we want to play and, and we got our, our just rewards and Terry this this momentum that's building up I mean it's not I mean, Bowie has said it over the last couple of weeks like he promised we'd start to pick, pick up wins as we got players back and well he's delivering well he is and he's, and he's doing it in spite of other players dropping out I mean we're getting players back and we're losing them as fast as we're getting them so um being able to to maintain the performance levels and, and maintain obviously the victories for and bounce uh, is is a great uh, is a great result and and all of that and they're saying you know anybody you speak to uh, of the team or or, uh, or Lee Bowyer says that yeah we haven't really played that well yet but we're still winning and you're thinking well you know and, and he's, they're probably right and the first half against Bradford we were outstanding in patches yesterday we were outstanding and unplayable uh, through that midfield mm-hmm. but there were times and that's probably down to you know the fact that uh, Pearcey had to play on the, the wrong side for him at that centre half pairing, and so they did look a little nervous uh, when Plymouth uh, came at us. And you got to give them credit for that; they did. Um, so um, when you consider what um, what is asked of them and what is expected of them, and uh, according to the top people, we haven't delivered yet, it bodes very well. Mm, certainly does. Right, let's have a listen. Uh, <coughs> oh, excuse me. Back to the highlights on Valley Pass yesterday. Uh, Greg Stubbley and Terry Smith took us through another entertaining afternoon here at the Valley. Lamira's trying to turn and swings the ball across here to Grant. Grant on the left, attacking the corner of the penalty area on the Charlton right. Thought about a shot, now he takes it, swings it across. It's a header and it's a goal by Lamira's. No, that's Carey, I beg his pardon. And Plymouth are 1-0 up. Oh, totally against the run of play. It's a, almost a bizarre goal from a joint Charlton pers- perspective because they've been on top the opening eight minutes. But they gave Plymouth far too much room on the both sides. The ball in from Grant, he was able to cut in and cross it to the back post. It's a perfectly timed cross. And Charlton just couldn't close down the header. 
which I think might have been Lewis Page, Lewis Page on Carey on Lewis Page just got over the top of him Page is arguing that he fouled him in the process referee having none of it and Plymouth after nine minutes of a goal up having virtually the first attempt that they've had anywhere near us and Charlton get back on level terms immediately obviously the sooner the better as far as the addicts are concerned and once again Plymouth have everybody back in the penalty area Page the only man back for the addicts just the other side of the centre circle as Reeves prepares to take this corner from the Charlton right-hand side. Ball deep, it's up towards Pierce. he gets his head there! It's oh, it's no goal! I think that was put in by Grant. And Charlton have responded immediately. Oh, what a bizarre goal, but Charlton will take it! After being 1-0 down, an immediate response, it's a deep ball in. The goalkeeper, Macy, be so disappointed. He couldn't get near the ball. Pierce with the header back into the six-yard box. And I think you're right, I think Grant got the final touch. I'm not quite sure whether it was Grant or Defender. Well, Plymouth are complaining, it was, a, it was a bizarre goal from Charlton point of view, but we're equal. And Aribo's going to have to complete the clearance and does so, does superbly well. Aribo beats one man, goes past Liberis as if he's not there. Now he goes past Smith-Brown like he's not there, looking for runners, provided by Taylor. Taylor towards the corner of the penalty area, taking on Wooden. Ball across, back to Aribo in the penalty area. Oh, the shot, ricochets. Over the uh, on going over for a corner, and that deserved the goal. Superb work from Joe Rebo. Down the line to Reeves, lovely one-two. Solly side to oh, Grant. It's nice. a lovely dummy to Jamie Ward. Ward turns, looks for a bit of space. Ward ball to Reeves. Reeves thinks about a shot. Curling effort, oh, just wide. A great effort from Ben Reeves, who showed a little bit of intelligence. Saw the keeper was more adapting to his left-hand side, and thought I can curl it into the top left-hand corner. It wasn't too far off. Solly now looking for the run of Taylor down the line Taylor can control it, edge of the penalty ball in the box to Grant great first touch Grant back in the box and it comes to Solly of all penalty. people Solly goes down yes. it's a penalty the challenge came in for Sarchevich Solly got to the ball first the referee yeah. adjusts it to be a penalty yeah I'm sorry it is it wasn't the most it wasn't the most cynical of tackles and he didn't really mean it tried to slide in and it was just the awareness of what to get there first. Lifted the ball sort of with his toes over the sliding Ochevich, who just then the follow-through took um, took Ward out. Or, I mean, Ward accepted the challenge. Solid. Was it sorry, biggest part Solly? Oh, no, you'd expect it to yeah, be Ward. Yeah, biggest part was Solly. Um, it was some lovely football again from Charlton to open Plymouth up. Taylor on the Charlton right-hand side made the run, lost his man, and it started to move into the box. Uh, I think, uh, unless... I mean, I'll, I'm, prepared to see it again and maybe uh, say it was a bit harsh but in the first look it looked a penalty all day long as Lyle Taylor steps up for Charlton 36 minutes played can he make it 2-1 to the addicts Lyle Taylor waiting for the referee who blows his whistle Taylor slow run up steps up and strikes or saved the ricochets come off the bar Grant is hit the side netting and Charlton have blown a chance to go up Good save, you've got to give the keeper credit for that. He hit it hard. Did Taylor. And uh, you'd normally expect him to necessarily in the back of the net, but give the keeper some credit. Good strong arm. Flick onto the roof of the crossbar, onto the crossbar rather. And Grant, it was an impossible angle to try and finish it. But uh, Plymouth have got away with one there. Short pass and gets it from Ward. He's made a good run. Looks at the one-two of Grant and gets it back. Jamie Ward in the pounds here. Ward, can he chip oh. it out of the goalkeeper? It's good save and the keeper comes back to Grant oh the keeper blocks it again and Ward was just waiting for the goalkeeper to go down and credit to Macy who stays strong to Cullen and there is the half time whistle as Charlton will be a bit disappointed to be going into the break level and they take the corner short to Lemire's ball in to 
Grant, Grant shooting, Johnson oh. is deflected off Solly and then off the bar. It's an important touch off Solly's fire and Taylor's able to clear. So he looks past it short, actually comes out to Page on the edge of the box, shoots, is coming the penalty area, Rebo oh. shoots, deflection, goes Wait to Pierce, goes down. Oh. Oh, Pierce claiming the penalty, referees having none of it. And Plymouth are able to clear their lines. He heads it forward from the dropping ball and Ward gets there first and he's released Grant into the edge of the penalty area. He's in the penalty area now. Can he get the ball across? No, he can't. And Taylor was in acres of space in the six-yard box and he couldn't slide it across. And it's in the side net. All into the box, a good one into Taylor. It's a turn from Taylor to the byline and it's blocked away by Edwards for a Charlton corner. Superb work from Taylor. It was a lovely ball inside by Page. But Taylor showed his strength to turn his man. They're taking it quickly. Quickly into Cullen. Taylor goes for the return. Instead, Cullen goes to Page on the left. Takes a shot, Page. Deflection. Oh! oh. Off the post! Oh. And then cleared away by Smith-Brown in the corner. It took an age to hit the post. It looked like it might have been creeping in. Page has deflected his shot. The goalkeeper was left ruthless. Left stranded, should I say. He goes across to Reeves. Reeves has got uh, Page out to his left. Page. Smith-Brown trying to close him down. Back inside, it comes to Reeves. Instant ball into the box. Taylor's there. So is Mitch Kelly. It drops to Grant. Yes! Come on! Has buried the goal that could give Charlton the three points. Lovely work from Reeves. Ball out to Page. Back into Reeves. First time ball into the box. Mitch Kelly made an absolute mare of his header, but it drops to Carla Grant who buries it for Charlton and they deserve it Terry they really deserve it the addicts they kept probing and probing they would not let Plymouth come away with a point as it stands there's a great ball in from Reeves what a delivery that was from Ben Reeves as you say Vitekele a bit disappointed that his header wasn't even goal bound in the end but it's turned out to be an assist for Grant who stayed alive was able to convert and Charlton ahead Carl and Grant begs his second of the game and Charlton's second of the game. Long ball out, I make it three minutes up now and that is the final whistle. Charlton have bagged all three points here at the Valley. Oh yes, it feels just as good second time round. A late, late winner uh, for the Addicts. Carl and Grant with his brace. We forgot to even mention uh, that we missed a penalty. We keep saying like in all the euphoria of uh, of that late win we forgot that we, we had missed a penalty um, interesting stat in each of the last nine meetings between Charlton and Plymouth at least one side has scored exactly twice so uh, there's always been at least one two uh, in the in the last nine meetings so yeah tell your mates at work that tomorrow morning um, four wins in a row Tom that momentum is uh, the Charlton train is uh, chuffing along nicely it is yeah and uh, I didn't realise that we'd won four in a row at similar stage last year as well yeah. um, and then watched the highlights today they mentioned it and I don't want to bring the mood down because obviously that season tailed off a little bit. But this season it does feel different. Um, the the squad, whilst not not necessarily bigger, looks stronger. Um, the players are just on fire. And I think McGuinness was our top goal scorer when he last year with ten goals, and we've got two players on five already. So as I say, it, it feels different. Um, I don't think we've performed brilliantly. We have in little patches, but not for a full game. And um, and we're still picking up results. I mean, how different is it this time around, Crispy? That whereas last season there might be tight games where we're getting the odd half chance. I mean, clearly we're creating a lot of chances, but we, having a striker who's going to score two in one game. And if he don't do it, the other one will probably do it anyway. I mean, it's so, it's, it makes such a difference where there is games where we're, we're creating chances that we actually have someone who's going to put at least one of them away. Yeah, it helps, doesn't it? That's for sure. <laughs> um, no, I couldn't be happier for Carlin. Um, you know, the, the loan move to Crawley last year has obviously done 
um, major you know, major things for him, and he's come back and he's now in, in absolute form. I didn't think it was Carlin's best game, to be honest, in regards to the actual performance during it. I thought he's been better in other games, but he got the two goals and he was on the on the spot at the end there. So yeah, couldn't be happier for him. And obviously, if he's not there, then, then Taylor's going to score as well. But he didn't didn't do it yesterday with the pen. But there you go. Yeah, and you can hear the the relief in your voices, tell and, and, <laughs> and on the commentary. Uh, relief is one way of putting it, I guess. But. Um, uh, it would have been a bit of a travesty if we hadn't won that game. Oh, absolutely. And, and Tom said earlier that he, he, was, he felt confident that uh, that a goal was coming. I was less so, I've yeah. got to be honest. I think, um, especially after that uh, effort off the bar, off the post. Oh, Pages. Uh, yeah. Pages' effort that deflected off the post. I thought, oh, here we go. Um, so I probably wasn't as confident, which is why um, the, the screams went in when uh, when Colin didn't bag it. And uh, I, I echo what uh, Crispy said, I think. Um, also, that the fact that... St- Opposition teams are coming against a, a, a side like Charlton that have got threats from, and not just the strikers, by the way. You know, mm-hmm. we've got threats from a lot of areas, yeah. and they're going to find it difficult to to be able to nullify every single one. And don't mm. forget, when Tariq's back, there's another one. Yeah. So, um, you know, going forward, we're going to be frightening if it clicks. Yeah, I was yeah because people were saying because uh, Tariq is back from his. Uh suspension next week and does he slot straight into the team because do you change a winning team at this moment in time nope no I would, I would leave him on the bench for, for Saturday for me and then you've got 20 minutes to go half an hour to go he's the guy mm. that can come on and, and change it like I think he did at Southend before yeah. you know, he got sent off um, that was a, a great performance yesterday for me and you, you don't change it um, I thought Jamie Ward did a good job you can see what he's going to bring to the team yeah, uh, Reeves, he had his best game in a Charlton shirt, I think. So, yeah, no need to change it for Saturday. Mm. Uh, we were chatting away, me and Amy were chatting as we were coming away from the game after. And she mentioned, oh, you know, winning from behind. And I said, yeah, it feels like ages since we did that. She said, the last home game, we also did that as well. So, that's two home games <laughs> in a row. We... Yeah. Form, yeah, yeah, I put out a fake stat on Twitter in the morning as well about the last time a player scored for four games in a row was back in 2011 before Greg pointed out it was last season. It was really <laughs> foresee. So I had to delete that one and put my tail between my legs. But, um, Carrot, you, you're going to get... You know, games where you fall behind, you have to show a bit of character, and you know it helped this week that we came back almost straight away. But there's no dropping of the heads when we go a goal behind now. Yeah, and again, that that again feels different from sides in recent seasons. I think there was an air of if we fell behind the last few years, we we weren't coming back, and you know we go a goal down, and that was it, and you just have to wait for the game to end. And and now you don't feel like that. That goal yesterday came completely against the run of play. And yes, we got back immediately, but we just looked straight away. The crowd didn't change. They kept singing. Mm. Everything just carried on. It was reminiscent of like that Cardiff game, which I know was, mm. was 10 times worse the situation we were in there. But the fact that nobody really cared that they'd scored, it was just like, oh, that's annoying. Well, let's mm. go and let's go and get, get ourselves level. And it, it is character. And you can see the the harmony and the, the squad, the character in the squad and the way they were working together. And Boya's done really well to get that because... If you look at where it's been over the last few years, it's it, it's been so far away from that. I think Carl Robinson did a good job of bringing some of that back, and I think Bowyer's taken that on and, and made it even more impressive. I mean, let's talk about that opening goal that, that came for Plymouth. It was a deep cross, I think, from the Mirez on this near side, and over to Graham Carey on the far post. Now, I mean, ju- judging by Lewis Page's defending and reaction to it, I, g- I generally don't think he realised that Graham Carey was there behind him. 
No, um, I thought he got knocked out, Page. To be honest, the way he just uh, stayed down, it was more embarrassment. I think yeah. he realised that he uh, he left him and he, he got in at the front post. Well, sorry, ahead of him, but yeah, it wasn't the best bit of defending from Page. Um, wasn't his best game yesterday, if we're being honest. No, no, no but he's he's been yeah he's played what, yeah. nine games on the trot now, which is his longest run. He's played mm. for a long while, so and he had a slight injury, yeah. I believe, apparently. Yeah, so. Terry, Terry yeah, got yeah, out of. Uh, some, at some point during the game yesterday, I um, um, I mentioned it on comms that he was just holding his groin, right? Um, and it was sort of well, so was I at full time. Yeah. <laughs> That's another story. <laughs> <laughs> Did the police? Come in? <laughs> yeah. um, so I just saw him, and it was at the same time that um, uh, you know we had a couple of walking wounded, like Carl, and also I think he'd had a dead leg in the first half, and he always also seemed to be limping away. So I just happened to mention it, and so I thought I'd ask Bo about it. And I won't, uh, I won't spoil the fun of, uh, mm. of, of revealing what he's going to say later. Mm. But. Yeah. Whether I mean to be fair though, I don't think that had any bearing on the fact that he got beaten up for the goal. <laughs> yeah, no, true. But yeah, just to me, it looked like he looked, he completely was oblivious to the fact that Kerry was floating around at that far post, and and, and the header gets planted in. Um, but as, as I said a minute ago, it's so important to react uh, as soon as possible. Now, Derek Adams, when he came in yesterday, he had a lot to say actually, but he, he was claiming there was a foul on the goalkeeper when the corner came over. Now, I've looked back at it, I can't say I've seen anything. He went over to the far post where Piercy knocked it back into the area and then and then Carlin was on hand to just scoop it home. Did anyone see any foul or anything? It seemed to go into the defender more than anything, yeah. his own defender. Yeah. So, yeah, it didn't, didn't look like it for me. We crowded him and, yeah. and that caused uh, a bit of uh, bit of confusion in the box, but I don't think... The, the strange thing about that, though, was, I don't know if you noticed, after they um, clearly complained about it a lot mm. the referee pretty much blew every time the ball went yeah, in the box off yeah that. yeah there was yeah there was a lot of that yeah when when the free kicks were coming over there also when the goal went in there did seem to be a couple of pauses in the players celebrations uh, so there was a little bit of me that wondered if the goal had been uh, ruled out but it wasn't and then you know that's when we started to grow in grow back into the game because we had had the first five five or six minutes in possession of the ball they they got their goal against the runner play then we came back into it and and I mean obviously we had the penalty but there's plenty of other chances as well in that first half Tom and it, it, we did certainly look like we were turning it on again yeah and and like Terry said earlier that was some of our best football of the season yesterday and and as I said we haven't done it for full games necessarily but we have shown in spells what we're capable of and I think it was Crispy said earlier as well when that clicks and when we start to get that together then that's frightening because at the moment we're not and uh, and we're still winning games and that's four in a row and yeah, I mean, I don't really understand what Derek Adams saw uh, in yesterday's performance because I thought we dominated them, not quite start to finish, but pretty much the majority of the game. And as you say, we're just creating chance after chance. The midfield just looks so assured. And Aribo had one of his best games. Reeves had a good game. Cullen, I thought, really held them together well. And it just, it all worked. And, and when it comes together like that, because we were a bit worried about the fact that Bow was going to be out and we were going to have to play this diamond and we couldn't play free at the back. And how is it going to work? And actually, it, it work fine mm. in regards to the diamond I, ever since we've been uh, in Bowyer in charge we've played the diamond quite a few times including mm. that first game against Plymouth that's the best football I've seen us play yeah. when we're in yeah. that diamond Yeah, it's interesting I, know, I noted um, the, the forward players come wide for, for it quite a bit in the diamond yeah. I saw a couple of comments on the forum saying oh, they have to come but that is because you're not playing with wingers so yeah. you, you need that you need one of your, your, your forward players to come out to the wing and then everyone else will get into the box anyway so it does work um, uh, quite well Joe Rebo um, sort of 10 minutes after we equalised he nearly uh, he, he nearly took part in a 
a bit of an excellent goal. He picked it up pretty much on the edge of our area and came away with it and played a one-two and gone to the box. It's just his finish, which wasn't quite there, unfortunately. I think it was cream cracker. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. There was no finish at the end, but you are desperate for him to score that. I think. I think if you um, you'd have taken the the winning goal and mul- multiplied the mentality by about uh, fifty, because. Uh, I'm sure I'd have screened the place down if that ball would have gone in. <laughs> Picking that up deep in our own half and then creating it all by himself. A couple of little one-twos. And a lot of that was working well yesterday. Rebo, Reeves, um, Ward. Uh, and, uh, you know, it just, there was that, uh, Cullen, the, the interplay between them all. Uh, the one-touch football. And, and they all seem to know where each other are going to mm-hmm. be. Yeah. Um, and, and including... Um, uh, Chris Solly, I thought as well. It was linked up quite a few times in that, and I'd, it was just some of the best midfield football I'd seen for a while. Yeah. Uh, evening to Ray, by the way, on the Charlton Live forum says, "Evening, gents. Proper old school uh, Charlton fan is our Terry. While everyone else is getting swept along in the euphoria, Terry says Grant has scored what could be the winner because I think you knew you knew that because there was still something that could have happened. I've after. been here before. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. So we uh, uh, we saw that one from Reevesy that we heard from the uh, on on the commentary there. Lovely sort of lifted uh, lifted it." with his left foot curler didn't quite drop in at the far post it was only just after that that we got the penalty now Solly burst in we'd had the ball in and around the area already but Solly burst in was it Lemirez or Sarkovic Sarkovic who, who took him out now so Sarkovic dived in and then as Solly jumped over him he just seemed to stick his little leg up and just, just knock him over um, and in the form he's in you would have backed uh, Lyle Taylor to score that 10 times out of 10 really wouldn't you yeah although uh, it's hard to blame him for it because it was a good save it, it wasn't a bad penalty at all um, I don't know why but I always get nervous when we have penalties I never feel confident I don't know yeah. if it's because Jacko went on that run a few years ago or even when we got that one at Sunderland on the opening day I was a bit nervous but yeah luckily in the grand scheme of things it didn't matter it's just frustrating for him because obviously he's been on this good goal scoring run um, but the important thing is that that someone's getting the goals and it, mm. it wasn't him yesterday and I didn't think he had his best game to be honest Lyle but uh, we'll let him off that because yeah you can't expect him to fire on all cylinders every single game um, yeah frustrating but as I say a good save from the keeper we are that rubbish at penalties normally speaking I mm. tend to get nervous when I watch the replays knowing we've scored <laughs> <laughs> fair enough yeah uh, again Derek Adams thought it wasn't a penalty uh, he came in and said it's, it wasn't a penalty there's something about Derek Adams isn't mm. now, I now understand why Chris Powell throttled him a couple of weeks ago <laughs> uh, until that I, th- pro- I think throttled is putting it politely <laughs> yeah, yeah, well yeah until, um, in, until I'd seen that uh uh, that press conference, I never really knew what it was about. But do you remember last year as well when he refused to do the lap of honour until until because yeah. uh, the last home game he said because we're going to get in the playoffs and I mocked up a photo of him um, <laughs> doing a lap of honour in an empty stadium after. I think he's trying desperately to get the Peterborough job after the other, the yeah. other fella gets. We got, he got into an argument with uh, Chris Errington, the guy we had on Thursday's show, the Plymouth journalist from the Plymouth Herald. Um, so I wasn't actually in Bowyer's press conference. I did my interview separate to him, but. In Bo's press conference, I think someone, either the journalist or Bo himself, said, "Oh, we had 23 shots," which is what it said on the BBC stats. That's how many shots Charlton had. So it's not so. It's, you don't normally go after a game and just count all the shots so we can give it to the manager. But because it was brought up, Chris Errington then asked, and he was actually framing the question as, "You know, your side, you, you know, Charlton had 23 shots and however many corners." But I think the framing of the question was, "You defended really well," so therefore it was actually quite heartbreaking that. But uh, Adams just turned around and went, "How many shots did we have?" And Chris was, oh, I didn't have that to hand. And he was like, well, you're the Plymouth journalist. You should know this. It's like, just saw a loser, really, wasn't he? Um, Right, um, so Wardy had that chance as well. Went through, tried to dink it, but a good save. Started the second half. Now, again, I thought we started the second half perhaps slightly slower, and it was was Plymouth that came out probably quicker from the blocks after the interval. 
you know, they hit the crossbar, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, with, with Joel so, Grant, yeah. Yeah, we were a bit slow to it. I mean, they did quite a few corners where it was just a, a quick, a, a short, short one, wasn't it? Yeah. And, um, yeah, and that led to the, to the shot they hit the bar, which got a massive deflection, I think, as well. So thank God for that. But after that, it seemed to uh, to stir us up a bit for the last half hour. Yeah, because we, I mean, as the game then progressed past that, it was then again, it was us. We were very much in the ascendancy. Um, we're trying to think which one's the best chance to go for first. I mean, uh, uh, Grant had an effort. The one this now this this effort from Grant just for the hour. I think this colours what happened later on in the game. So Grant was slipped away by Taylor. Very tight angle, and he um, he tried to square because don't forget he's been told after mm. Anklington a few weeks ago you can't always shoot. Sometimes you need to square. There's no one there. Yeah. So then when later on in the game he tried to shoot when he had to square, I just wonder if that was in the back of his mind. I've already wasted one by squaring it. I'm not going to do that again. Do you think that could have been in his in his <laughs> thoughts? I'll tell you what. More in his thoughts was uh, I better score after that uh, because uh, I think if he hadn't got that second goal, he'd, uh, uh, I think Bowes would have given him pelters when he got mm. there because yeah. uh, I looked at, I looked down from the cons position down at uh, uh, Bowyer. He was going absolutely ballistic <laughs> that he didn't cross it. I think part of the problem with that was he, I think he wanted to cross it, but he I think probably he didn't think he had the right uh, um, right angle to get it back mm. across the Taylor. And by the time he'd made his mind up to think think about it too much, maybe the angle had gone, so mm. he didn't have a lot of choice after that. But if if he'd have done it instantly, well, it's easy to say in hindsight, of course. So um, what you'd have done when you tell? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd have watched the ball as it waved over the touchline <laughs> from about fifty yards. <laughs> yeah, I mean that. So that that chance there was about was about ten minutes from the end where where Grant had been set away and Taylor was screaming for it in the middle. Before then, we'd seen two or three times the ball flash across the face of goal, um, shots from the edge of the box that was uh, hacked away or cleared. I think Arebo had one from a corner that was cleared. Eagles coming on, 10 minutes left to go. We're clearly going for it because he didn't take off either of the two strikers, did he? He took off one of the... Uh, it was Wardy he took off, I yeah, think. Yeah, from memory. yeah, Ward off, isn't it? Um, on, so yeah. we're clearly going for it. Uh, Plymouth even had a go. But then five minutes from the end, uh, corner gets taken out quickly to Page. We tried that a couple of times, actually. Page, again, it wasn't his best shooting day yesterday either. And this one, he didn't seem to catch it that well. But it's just looped up off a defender. The keeper's planted Matt Macy to the floor. Everyone in the grounds holding their breath, and you're just seeing when it's going to drop. And it, when it drops on the post for five minutes left, I thought, nah, that's not going to happen for us after that today. It's time yeah. stopped, didn't it? Yeah. This is when it took forever. <laughs> what was the noise you made, Tom? Oh, I'm not even going to try. <laughs> but I made some weird noise because it looped up, and I thought, oh, that's going wide. And then because it took so long, you go, no, it's not going wide. That's going in. It's going in. And I sit right behind it, and then it hit the post. I was so annoyed. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was, yeah, like I say, that was the moment I thought it weren't going to happen. But. Um, and I like this from from Ben Reeves now. Where his part to the goal. And now you'll hear you'll read it properly tomorrow. But he was sort of saying because he it was a first time cross from Reevesy, which doesn't always do. Sometimes he likes to take a touch. But he said he'd seen something on the TV during the week about someone hitting a first time cross and it not giving the defenders chance to get ready and get into position. So he said it was in his. He said these that TV show, whatever it was, was in his mind. I wonder it must have been on Monday Night Football or something, but. Uh, for, not EastEnders then no, no, well I don't know they do like to delve into football every now and then but not Dandai that first time yeah. Across, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he, he hit it and then Igor Vettikele I mean he's uh, God bless him uh, what an assist yeah he's still he's still not quite got his scoring boots back on just yet and he's got the most productive left ear <laughs> in the team yeah well, he's, he's sort of headed it into his own balls and it rolled into the path of Carlin and uh, I mean Carlin Grant's never going to miss that I mean it, it's just the one time that Plymouth have actually left a man unmarked in, in that, that far out and brilliant goal the superb tantrum from the defender who, who, who should have yeah, whose mate should have been marking him uh, and my goodness man we heard it on the commentary 
uh, we all went absolutely mental because it, it was just so much relief as well because like I say it would have been an absolute travesty if we hadn't won that game that was the feeling yeah and um, often the, the biggest celebration like that is when your expectation is at its lowest so if you're being battered by a team and then you snatch a goal then that's a good feeling but when you've battered a team and just can't get it through as you say then the the uh, euphoric feeling is more out of relief and just thank God we finally did it and and it was completely deserved we deserved to win the game hands down um, it just took a long time coming but you I mean the whole ground sounded like Terry mm-hmm. did like you did in your commentary everyone was just relieved and credit to Carlin again because we've talked a few times about Taylor being in the right place at the right time and Carlin's never really struck me as that sort of player but there he was on the edge of the area knew what Vettikele was going to do <laughs> Maybe <laughs> yeah. Not, knocked it down Set to him. And, uh, I wonder if he's done that in training. <laughs> yeah. And there he was. And uh, yeah, as you say, uh, he couldn't have missed from there. You say about Carlin saying, you know, never going to miss from there. Two seasons ago, probably would have. Yeah. So fair point. Very fair point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you very, know, very, very fair point. point. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, Bo said it. I think you said it at the top of the show. He's saying like this, this uh, spell that Crawley had last season, where he got his nine goals. I think we were seeing be- a better Carlin Grant as starter last season. I remember way older, he was up top on his own. He didn't score, but I remember thinking he actually looked a bit more lively. And he just started getting a couple of goals, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Got that equaliser against Peterborough with his first yeah. league goal. We got a couple in FA Cup and, and <clears> the Checker <throat> Trade or whatever it is. But the all important goals for him, and he could just see that something was just starting to click. And maybe that Cardiff that uh, run, sorry, uh, um, at Crawley has clearly added to that and, and made him the player he is today but I, I do think we were seeing signs of that just before he left as well yeah I agree and I think uh, also we're seeing the Carl Grant that burst into the side uh, what four and a half four and a half years ago mm. and then got hung out to dry by Bob mm. Peters yeah. by being played in a, uh, up front on his own in, a, in a, an awful team yeah um, that, it, that, that completely ruined him for the best part of four years mm. so um, you know, anybody that saw him in the uh, in the youth teams uh, realised you know what a good player he is and, and where we've got a talent and he got thrown in and it disappeared completely. But then, having said that, in the previous couple of years um, he's been he's been on fire in the under twenty threes as well. So we knew it's there. Mm. It's just having the confidence to be able to transfer the first, that. The first, into the first team shirt sure yeah. uh, weighs a lot heavier, yeah, doesn't it, than than, uh, than the twenty three shirt? Now the problem with scoring in the eighty eighth minute rather than the ninety sixth minute is there's still plenty of time. Uh, to concede, and there was a couple of hairy moments in particular. Who was it who had the, the volley uh, from David Fox? Wasn't it? Yeah, Fo- yeah, the substitute David Fox had the volley. Uh, thought it was in. Yeah, from where we were, it hit the stanchion and rolled across the back of the net. There was cheers in the Plymouth end from sort of like the the southwest corner of the stand. Um, I thought that was in. I thought my day had been ruined, uh, so I was pleased when it didn't. There was even pretty much one of the last last things that happened. I think was Graham Carey's or someone having a shot that that Steer did well to hold on to but a relief at the end of the game a fourth win in a row five unbeaten now um, Derek Adams unhappy therefore everyone's happy <laughs> good day all round yeah uh, right um, don't forget we want to hear what you guys uh, thought of yesterday's performance you can email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk you can tweet us at Charlton Live you can head over to the Charlton Live forum as well there's a thread on there uh, for tonight's show now we're going to hear from, uh, from Lee Bowyer um, he came in to speak to Terry after the game uh, as you can imagine, he was quite pleased with the way that his side uh, fought all the way to the end. It's amazing what a goal does. <laughs> um, we could have had three, four, five, six. Like it's the amount of times they just threw their body in front of shots. Joe Rebo could have had three in another day. Um, Carlin could have had three. Lowell could have had two. Wardy maybe could have had a couple. So, but the most pleasing thing for me is they keep going and going to the end um, said before they don't really 
last season we didn't really score late goals you know and I think that's their fitness they're showing how fit they are and, and how much belief they have and and they keep passing and receiving it in tight areas and and they're not phased by anything you know they they just keep going and going and, and I've just said to them like you, you should be proud of yourselves because cause I'm definitely proud of them because they, they just kept going and going and, and the crowd helped so much they was unreal from, from start to finish again and um, and and I said to the lads like that's all they want that's all crowd will ask for you give them 100% that's all they ask for anything else is a bonus you see that against Peterborough when we lost and they stayed behind and they clapped all the lads off and sung them and, and they've just done the same again today and the, the players are in a good place at the moment like I've just witnessed on Thursday me and Jacko just witnessed a, a keep ball session that we do they was unreal like unreal and so I wasn't surprised on how well they passed it and moved it today because we see it every day and um we was just unlucky not to score more goals, you know. So, but but you have to give Plymouth credit; they're a good side. They're not bottom bottom team. Like they came here, they've got good players, and and they made it difficult for us at times, you know. But they didn't come there and sit there backs to the wall towards the end. They did last fifteen because they it was under so much pressure. Um, but I, I give credit to the, to to their players and and their manager because to come and try and do what they've done is win the game and um, I respect them for that Caught with a sucker punch on nine minutes after uh, after a great start putting them under pressure you must have been delighted that we came straight back in it virtually what, within three minutes we're back on level terms is, how important was that? It's very important to, to quickly get back on level terms like I said it was a sucker punch I don't think they entered our box before then we, we was just all over them and then the most pleasing thing for me is that we're scoring set pieces again you know like we was quite strong at them last season and, and Jacko and, and, and Brett they they work hard on them looking at the other team and, and their strengths and weaknesses in set plays so uh, that was definitely something that that we'd worked on Jacko well Jacko had worked on it I don't really get involved on the set piece side of things um, but Jacko yeah he's They've been working hard on that and, and it's rewarding, you know, to score a set piece. They're like bonus goals, aren't they? And, and then to see Carlin score late on there, Vetter Kelly come on and, and worked hard. So, yeah, I think overall was, we've got three points. We've climbed in the league again and, and we'll keep, keep going until take each game as it comes 23 shots I think uh, we had and uh, and so um, you'd expect uh, out of those uh, 23 shots for at least a, a couple to go <laughs> a couple to go in and so it worked out but uh, it took a little bit of a scuffed effort in the end but Carlin well that's uh, five now same as Lyle Taylor you've got strikers now have got 10 goals between them that, that must be a delight yeah yeah um, and there's more to come from them they're, they're both in, in a good place at the moment and um, like I've said before and I will keep saying it I'll repeat myself a hell of a lot I do I know I do but football is, is that simple it's everybody else that makes it difficult like, like when I was a player I can make things difficult at times but the, the most important thing for me is that they they're constantly looking for each other you know Lowell got in down that channel how many times and, and looked to square it for Carlin and, and, and their defenders making last ditch tackles and, and it just wouldn't even drop to us kept dropping to them 
and, and Carlin was doing the same, like breaking into the channel, looking to square it, looking to cut it back for it. And, and if they keep doing that, they're going to keep scoring goals and they will both be 15, 20 goals each, I'd, I'd say, if they keep going the way they're going because they're, they're definitely looking good and, 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 and centre-halves are definitely scared of them. Just desserts because some of the movement and, as you mentioned earlier, the one-touch football and opening teams up and, and then the movement of the front two ahead of uh, the likes of Ward uh, and Ben Rizzo, I thought that was outstanding today, uh, uh, and Joe Rebo, uh, must be a delight to watch, but you want an end result, obviously. Yeah, obviously. You did. We work on all that in training every day so they can do that. But, yeah, of course you want an end result and... and and you want three points and you want as many goals like oh, well, I'd love to score eight goals in a game and I think it's, there's going to be a game coming soon and we're going to thump someone like six I can see it it could have been that today I'm not saying we deserve to win by six but we could have easily scored six goals today easily and, and I can see one of them games coming like a bit like Northampton last year you know like it's all just going to come together and we're just going to go crash bang wallop and, and they're just going to score a load of goals it's going to happen because what I see every day in training and and if we keep moving the ball the way we do and creating and opening teams up like we like again we've done today it's just a matter of time I think I think one thing I've noticed with this Charlton side specifically and, and certainly since you've been in charge is uh, we had the penalty a uh, clear penalty I think uh, nobody would argue necessarily maybe a few Plymouth people will but um, and you've got to give the keeper some credit it was a decent stiff stiff arm save that uh, that, it, that stopped the goal going in I think Charlton sides in the past would have you know soul hit the boots and, and maybe slumped a little bit and allowed the opposition to then take us over but we uh, we didn't allow that at all No because they've got standards I've got standards and that there's a demand you know and they know what it takes to win and and that's where they are at the moment they they know what it takes to win and they they have to win like this is what I tell you you have to win today no draw no lose you have to win and when you have that mentality it has a knock on effect to everybody and, and they will keep going and, and and they deserve that today yeah they could have stepped off it a little bit from, because of the penalty but they will never do that There'll be times when they might be a bit tired or stuff in, in games, but they will never just like just roll over. That 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 won't happen. With injuries, you've had to you had to ask uh, Jason Pierce to operate on the right side, uh, uh, so now he can play on the left. So uh, he must be delighted the way that worked out in the end. Uh, he, he obviously not his preferred side, but still did uh, a superb job. Uh, and with the injuries again maybe last season we'd have suffered with that because we didn't have uh, enough bodies to come in or quality bodies to come in to replace them but uh, today with uh, with the squad we've got now uh, it's less of an issue yeah I think Naby was outstanding I think Pierce, he's your leader you know if you said to him go and play as your number nine he'd go and play and try his hardest and run around and chuck his body in a way like that's just piercing so um, yeah and he's got good experience with Solly outside him as well. So, yeah, was was it his most comfortable day, Piercy? No, but he's, he's going to make the odd mistake. It's all it's like alien to him on that side, you know. But I think he was outstanding. He's a leader and, and he keeps driving the team on. So, um, like I said, I think that was all good today. Might just be me, but uh, I saw Carlin go down. Uh, looked like he was carrying a bit of a knock, and and also um, Lewis Page seemed to be holding holding a groin at some point. Are they are they okay, or or is they just uh, just uh, walking wounded? No, so Carlin, well, he keeps getting kicked, so obviously he's going to have some problems. Um, I think he's got a bit of a dead leg he picked up in the first half, and and 
Lewis Page has been playing with an injury for a while now. So he's got he's got something wrong with his groin come stomach. So we're trying to look after him the best we can because that's the only position we don't really have cover for. And, and, and at last resort, you'd put Naby there. He's his cover, but now Naby's obviously playing centre-half, so we can't even just rest Pagey. He needs a rest. He needs to come out and then let it settle down, whatever the problem is. But he can't. So he's obviously he's nursing something and he's getting through the pain. So now he ain't going to do nothing now until maybe Thursday, Friday next week. He's just got to come off and relax. Um, he's been doing that the last few weeks, to be honest. Will Christian Bellick coming back give you a little bit more flexibility in that? Well, I'm hoping he's going to be back. Um, I was trying to push for him to maybe be on the bench today. And that didn't work out, so... I'm hoping that sometime next week he he comes and starts training with us. But I don't, I don't know if you can then maybe he ain't ready just to be chucked in like you don't play centre half. Maybe you don't play left back. Can't really do that. We've just got to nurse Pagey through it for a while. Um, there's an international break coming up soon as well, so I think we're going to lose. Well, we'll definitely lose the two Irish lads, Josh and, and, and Waldy. So I think Igor will probably get called up as well. Maybe Lowell Taylor as well? Maybe Lowell as well. So, um, yeah, so that that would be maybe a, a chance where Paige you can have like a couple of weeks of complete rest. Well, superb performance today. Uh, great win. Into the top six, uh, onto Luton, and hopefully going to the initial, uh, international break uh, on a real high. Five on a bounce would be great. Yeah, let's, uh, let's hope so. Inside of him, uses him as a decoy, takes a shot. Oh, what a goal! Come on! Come on! <laughs> what a finish! Come on! Lyle Taylor used Grant as a decoy. And a right foot shot from the right hand, well, the left hand edge of Charlton attack of the penalty area. Absolutely arrowed into the top corner. O'Donnell had no chance at all, and Charlton are 2 0 up. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome back, it's Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio. Great to hear there from uh, manager Lee Bowyer after yesterday's superb uh, late 2-1 victory <laughs> over Plymouth Argyle here at the Valley. Uh, we're just discussing like everything that he says comes to pass, doesn't it? Like He promised we're getting the playoffs, and, and we did so, and he promised we'd start winning when players started coming back, he did so. Yeah, yeah. Unstoppable, man. He talks about patience, you know, in transfers. Russell Slade doesn't happen, but with, uh, <laughs> <laughs> with, with Lee it works, and he gets the right players in, so... It's just it's positive attitude. Just you know, it comes onto the players as well, and they're they're playing with such 
you know, uh, enjoyment by the looks of it and, and working as a team and a fair play to Bowyer for mm. difficult circumstances still in, in the club he's doing a brilliant job yeah I would, I would say if like um, if we get anywhere this season it would be remarkable just considering how difficult it is behind the scenes and you know, we all know that it's clearly a much smaller budget that he's had to work with but he has you know, he's, he's uh, signed players at the right time. Lyle Taylor was available at that point and he got him as a great striker. Mm-hmm. You know, he was patient for these, these lone players when we needed to be. Um, and it is a small squad, but I mean, he did say he'd get quality in over quantity and that's what he's done. I liken it a little bit, and I'm probably going to regret saying this now, but uh, uh, <laughs> those of a certain age will remember Lenny Lawrence when, um, in the, in the mid 80s when we had to vacate the valley uh, and play at that dump over, over the road. Uh, yeah, that um, he managed to pull out a side from uh, from scraps that actually got promoted. Now yeah. I'm not I'm not going anywhere near that, but you know what I mean. Bowyer's doing a similar sort of thing. He's managing to to forget what's going on beyond the scenes, forget all the turmoil that's that's uh, that's surrounding the club, and actually concentrate on the playing side, get the players he wants to play, uh, and get them playing and winning. Yeah. Uh, right. Message on the forum from Bristol Addict uh, replying to. Ray's comment about your commentary, Terry. He said, The commentary of our winning goal played on BBC London yesterday was equally low-key. Uh, the reporter chappy is a credit to his profession. So now I've got an excuse to play it, haven't I? <laughs> oh, <here we> go. <laughs> I mean, so... I mean, every, Thanks, Mum. Yeah, every now and then... Every, every now and then, professionalism, uh, you let it go when there's just relief uh, for a winning goal. So this is how I did it. Yeah, that's a big win as far as the Leighton Orient are concerned. Whilst in League One, Charlton march on. They left it late to get all three points. Reeves first time cross over towards the far post. Oh, he got back to Kayleigh. Falls down to Carla Grant! He scored! Carla Grant with his second of the game. Wins it for the Addicts. It's Charlton 2. Permaf 1. See, the major difference in that between me and you is that I wasn't being attacked by some, <laughs> <laughs> some dwarf with a knife. <laughs> Well, that's, that's later on, I think, when, uh, when our friend turns over the guy who tweeted us. Um, right, um, uh, let's have a start looking at some of the tweets uh, that started coming in yesterday. Don't forget, if you want to have your say uh, about yesterday's win, uh, you can email us, studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at charltonlive, or you can have us at charltonlive forum, where a couple of people have had their say. Already, right, Chrissy T uh, was the first person to get involved. Uh, he said, 12 out of 12 points. Can't argue with that. Impressed uh, with Josh Cullen yesterday. Delivery and passing uh, was a different level uh, I think he only gave the ball away once yeah, we, I don't think we've even mentioned Josh yet because um, yeah. everyone in the midfield played well yesterday and he was certainly part of it no it's the first time I got to see him play and I was very very impressed I know he'd had two really good games at Southend and, uh, and Bradford wasn't it and set up two goals um, I think I tweeted Rich Corley and said uh, as much as I love Forster Kasky I feel like we've got a, a major upgrade on him if I'm honest yeah. um, you know he brings so much quality he's one of those players that every time he got the ball he looked like he had so much time to then mm. pick his pass, and, and we need that in the middle. Yeah, he, he has looked good so far. I mean, I probably agree with you about the force of Kasky. The only thing I will say is, obviously, with with Jake, we've seen him over a much longer course of time. We've only seen Josh three yeah. times so far, but he has looked good uh, in, in every game uh, so far. Chris added that uh, good to see Reeves finally getting a run as well, one of his better games uh, in a red shirt. We said the same after the Wickham game. That I think he, he played a half in the Wickham game when he, when he finally actually got on <laughs> after after yeah. missing the start of the second half. But we thought that was his best game, and now maybe even an improvement again yesterday. Yeah, both definitely very, very good performances, and it's the Reeves we thought we'd signed back when uh, when Carl brought him in. Took him obviously a while to get up to speed, and then a couple of injuries have set him back as well. But yeah, he uh, he just looks now like he's got more time on the ball than he did last year, um, and that might just be a confidence thing. He might just be the pace that he's up to, but he just looks more assured. It might just be the the positions and the formation we're playing just really suit him. 
I think the style of play is, is exactly mm-hmm. that. I mean, I think the way we're playing uh, through the midfield instead of knocking it across the back four for a best part of an hour and a half <laughs> before before then lumping it long because there was no other choice. Um, I just, yeah, I just think, he, and um, obviously you uh, you can't play the, the, his interview afterwards until until next week. But uh, he even said he was just enjoying it, you know, and uh, mm. the fitness levels are, are much higher than they were before because uh, training is now fierce. Uh, during the week, especially early part of the week, so uh, and he said that um, and and Bowie is a midfield player uh, mm-hmm. and a, was a combative midfield player, so he's going to. I'd imagine the demands on the midfield are slightly higher mm-hmm. than perhaps they would be the rest of the side. With, with um, you know, with, with Reeves, it's not just the it's the, the work rate as well that he brings. Like I don't mm-hmm. know, you know realizes, but he, you know he brings so much um, hassling. Mm-hmm. We, we seem to be you know defending from the front when he's around a lot better um, and, and hassling down. So you know along alongside the football, he actually brings in the you know quality quality football. We all know he is so. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, we had a tweet from Artful Dodger as well. Actually, he's just replying to uh, the picture of the upbeats. They, they were there yesterday getting their, uh, their a trophy for winning the tournament. It's the, one of the DS uh, tournaments that they win every year. Uh, they got their trophy again. It says they really do bring uh, magic to the games. It was, it was always great to see the, the chaps on the pitch. Right, John uh, says, Best match I've seen for a while at the Valley. Both teams deserve praise. Charlton for keeping going uh, and Plymouth for their effort. And I mean... There was a lot of goal from our goal yesterday, wasn't there, in terms of throwing their bodies in front of the ball. And that's why it was getting so frustrating at times that second half, because we were having the chances, but they were blocking them and they were putting their bodies on the line. Yeah, and we said on Thursday's show, we expected them to come and sit back. And I think that goal came out of nowhere. And they a couple of times they loosened up a bit and they stretched their legs and they came forward. I think the start of the second half in particular was probably the most attacking they were at any point during the game. But... um when they did sit back and frustrate us, which, as I say, we were we were kind of expecting, you've got to give them credit for doing that because it's not pretty to watch from our point of view, but uh, it's not an easy job to do because when you're getting battered and battered and battered, it'd be very easy to, like Boya said, concede six or seven goals, and, and they didn't, and that's credit to them. But um, you always, as a football fan, I think you always want the team that's attacking and trying to win the game to come through, and, and obviously that's what happened. Not sure how they're down there, to be honest, at the bottom. No, no, really not, not sure. It's, it's exactly the same last season. Don't forget, they only won one game in their opening 14 last season. That was against us at home park on the second weekend of the season, the 2-0 win. Um, you know, Grant Carey, uh, who scored the goal yesterday, I remember being very impressed with him last season uh, here at the Valley. Just, uh, it's, a, it's a music sign again in the background. Just in case you're wondering, there's a dance class going on next door, and they, they, they went quiet for a while. Well, Terry's going to go and have a go at them. Um, but, but yes, you might get that uh, a little bit of that. Right, Flaggy, you said, I only have one thing to say uh, yesterday. Boya had a dream to build a football team. He had no money, so he had to sign someone loan. We play from the back with Grant in attack. We're Charlton Athletic, and we're on our way back. He says, for sure, love from uh, Flaggy. Thanks for getting involved. Glenn says, uh, it doesn't get to a lot, a lot of chances to go to the Valley these days as I have a six-month-old boy. Uh, so it's the ever-present Louis Mendes that I depend on for updates. Oh, thanks, Glenn. I'm glad you enjoyed it. How depressing it is, depending on Louis for a <laughs> Yeah, literally for anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a sad state of events. Right, Connor says uh, Boya has given us something to believe in. He certainly does, doesn't he? I mean, um, uh, remember at the start of the season, I remember chatting to you in the Sunderland press box before the game, and we were we were genuinely saying we could go down this season. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, we've we've given Boya plenty of credit, um, and and it's fully deserved. He's He's pulled the team and the squad and, and the club together, really. And you can see that it's a fun place to work, but also you can tell that he 
manages those players with a lot of discipline as well. And it's it's obviously a very fine line to get right, but it's one that he is getting right, and it looks like a fun fun team to play for. It's an enjoyable club to come and watch again, which I don't think it has been in, in previous years. And uh, you always look, and I always remember. Obviously, we had. Um, curbs for so long and you always look for someone who's kind of proper Charlton within the club and for a long time that was Jacko on the pitch and I always worried about what would happen when he stepped away from playing and obviously he's still in the backroom staff so that helps but again Boya just kind of gets the club and he mentioned it in his press day on was it it might have even been yesterday about the fact that it's a family club and he just understands it and and when you've got someone doing that it's you can't underestimate it because the the fans, the way the fans were yesterday, is because of all of that. And Boya is is so responsible for everything that's going on, and he just deserves so much praise because he's working on pretty much on nothing, and he's just getting performances out of all these players. Always easy to forget this is his first job in management. He's barely been a coach for a year, has he? I mean, uh, he had a few years out of the game after he retired. He was off in his his carp pond place, wherever it was, doing fishing, and, he, and he's come back in. It's, it's just by chance he went to help out um, Harry Kuehl uh, at Watford with the 23s, where by all accounts, Harry Kuehl didn't actually do that good a job with the 23s at Watford, but he's gone in to do well at Crawley, got his job at Notts County now. So clearly someone you know, with a, a reasonable level of experience to work with or knowledge to work with. And Bayer's come in, you know, he's the right-hand man to, to Carl Robinson for a while. Again, you know, you learn some things from Carl Robinson, but he, so, he certainly didn't learn the tactical dexterity that he's shown so far from Carl, did he? So he's, he's brought a lot of his own uh, flavour to the squad as well. I like the fact that, you know, if we're behind or, you know, the, the formation, he's happy to change it up. We, we, we've had, you know, fair play to Robinson, he, he stuck to his guns and that's what he wanted to do. But everyone knew what we were going to do. You don't know what you're going to get with our, with our team. Is it going to be 4-4-2? We're doing the diamond, three at the back. And, and that's good that you can change it up and have those mm. players to do it. So, you know, he's got a good, a good tactical, uh, tactical brain bar. I guess like. the only thing we'll know now that until we at least get Billick back, we'll bower out now for a couple of months and we probably won't have the personnel to play for at the back, I think, for the next couple of weeks. Almost certainly not. No, I mean, by, I think by, by what he said earlier, he's not going to risk just throwing Billick in. And, and I think... That's another good thing. That um, I mean, it might sound frustrating, but you know, I think in years past and seasons past, we would have, uh, as soon as somebody could walk, yeah. uh, they'd have been thrown in the side yeah. because uh, because we were that desperate <clears throat> for bodies. Whereas um, Lee Bayer, I think, probably because of his playing days, knows that the demands on 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 a player's body are such that you just throw them in; they're just going to break down, and that's no use to anybody. So, as much as it might be frustrating, we might have to put up with the odd um, uh, frustrating game because. Uh, uh, some players aren't aren't available. He's not prepared to risk the future for the present. Mm, yeah, the, certainly. The next month's key as well because October you've got the Saturday Tuesday start coming in, so you've got those three yeah. games in a week, and that's going to be a little bit more tested on the on on the team and the squad. Yeah, I've already got my Scunthorpe hotel booked up. I've already, yeah, you can't, you can't spend too many nights in Scunthorpe <laughs> in your life, and that'll certainly that'll be my second or third, I think. Looking forward to it. Mega bus job. You interviewed well. that woman by Tesco before. Yeah, that's how bored I was. <laughs> I started interviewing randoms outside Tesco. What about uh, their shopping? Great days. Well, no, yeah. I asked, I asked her. I asked her what there was to do in Scunthorpe. What's in your bag? I asked her what there was to do in Scunthorpe, trying to make a, a feature about my day in the town, and she went, uh, "Don't know." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. F. James' uh, performance was shaky. The players looked nervous. They gave the ball away early on, but they grew in confidence as the game went on. I was relieved at the end and felt lucky. But we are a class outfit. Keep going, lads. The title is yours to lose. Ooh. I mean that, that's a bold statement from Ev he's, he's not afraid of making the bold statements about, especially about winning the title or being up there in that top two I mean 
is that I mean we're we're a point behind Sunderland now. I was looking at league table. We're a point behind Sunderland. It's it's one of those things. If we can maintain this level of, of performance. Uh, then the victories will come, and who knows? I mean, I, I've got to be honest. Yes, I'm, I'm more confident um, at this part of the season than I've been for a while. Even when we done that under Robinson, I wasn't overly confident. Mm. I thought we were maybe punching a bit above our weight but, then. But now, with the <clears throat> with the players we've got on the pitch and the players we've got still to come back, you just there's, there's just a positive vibe about the it's, players. It's, it's just the levels of uncertainty I have. It's just I mean, because we had that injury crisis at the start of the season. There's no there's no reason why that couldn't come back. Yeah, and, and the squad is still an issue, but we'll see what happens when we get to January. Um, but I, I agree with Terry. I I really do think we could do it. I said playoffs from the start. I know we were talking at Sunderland about the relegation, but I honestly did think we'd make playoffs. But I think we could get in that top two. Nobody I've seen this season that we've played has, has scared us. I thought Peterborough, we deserved to win. Sunderland, we were unlucky. Um, the draws against Accrington and Fleetwood were, were just a bit poor, really, but that was more down to us. And then everybody else we've beaten. Um Portsmouth is going to be tough. Uh, Barnsley maybe will be up there as well. Um, but I'm honestly not intimidated by any of the teams down here. And, and we're playing good football. And like I say, we did win four in a row last year and that tailed off. But if we can keep this momentum going, then winning's a habit, isn't it? And they just don't look like losing at the moment. Uh, Bob Liskin reacting to my line, some carp pond thingy, has <laughs> sent me a link to the website of Lee Bowyer's uh, Fishing Lake, it's called, not a carp pond. Uh, so there you go, right. I can't see it being as successful as be- if it was called a carp pond thingy. <laughs> yeah, well, if, you know, it, it, might, it might appeal to me, people like me who know absolutely nothing about fishing. Uh, right, um, Jimmy Seed uh, <laughs> says Lapsley was the best performing player at half time. Skills, reckon he should have been given 15 or 20 minutes. As the players tired, I have to admit I wasn't really watching the warm-ups at half time. So was he was he juggling the ball well? Or? Don't know. No. In the bar. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jimmy's the only person who noticed that. Obviously, because yeah. I didn't know that either. I was. Yeah. <clears throat> I had to just get up and stretch. Fair enough. So. Uh, Sammy Sammy said that for the first half was the best midfield performance from the whole unit. Aribo, Reeves, Cullen, and Ward that I have seen in over fifty years uh, at the Valley. They looked unplayable. Terry, I mean, you you have been about for fifty years. <laughs> uh, that's. I mean, you know, I hop back to uh, the the period when we had um you know that midfield again it was a midfield diamond um of uh, of sadly i'm going to mention his name i know he probably shouldn't uh, the um the, the man who sh- whose name should not be made who's on bbc a pundit from time to time uh but we, we had kishi chef and we had uh, we had bent running uh, virtually on his own up front but we had uh, you know we had a midfield that uh, that had that sort of interplay passing and and then exploded uh, on the forward forwards Exploded either side of them and down the front with Bent, and it's it's similar to that. You know, looking at it yesterday, the the movement and everybody knew, seemed to know at least where um, where the Charlton player was going to be. They didn't have to think about it. You know, the ball inside would always find a player, either Cullen or Ward uh, or Reeves. Uh, Solly, when he played the ball, would always find somebody. There was that out ball down the line for either Grant or Taylor. Um, it's um, it's exciting, and and the sad thing is, and, and you know, we we say well, we, we haven't played well consistently throughout the game you've got to expect that other teams are going to try and stop that by fair means or foul and and Plymouth did that to a certain extent um, at some points yesterday so you know we're going to come up against teams who are going to nullify us but as long as you've got that class if you um, if it's a if it's a boring nil-nil and you can just do it twice and unlock them twice that's good enough mm. uh, I like the fact Sammy mentioned uh, over 50 years of being at the Valley yesterday my dad was here and it was his 50th anniversary game. So you had yours last year, didn't you? You got a stat on this, you should say. It. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so, yeah. So, so basically, my dad was here yesterday. Um, <laughs> 50, his first game was 50 years ago. A couple of weeks more, just the way the fixtures fell down. Uh, fell. They played Portsmouth here in September 1968. 
the game finished 2-1 to Charlton uh, and Charlton missed a penalty. So at half time when I tweeted that out, when I tweeted that out at half time when it was 1-0 and we missed a penalty, I knew we were winning 2-1. Yeah. Uh, it was also Vince, uh, everyone knows Vince Nitrich, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his surname really, I think that's a good <laughs> guess. Uh, he, he was his 45th anniversary yesterday as well, he's very excitedly telling me when I got into the bar yesterday. Uh, so well done to Vince as well, he's uh, very much an ever-present at, at home and away games, Vince, uh, 45 years uh, he would have been on about what, uh, 20 then when he ran on the pitch to greet Derek Hales at the Back to the Valley <laughs> Back to the Valley game right London Nick Gieser says I thought it was a really impressive performance and Plymouth hardly uh, threatened at all it's true I can't remember it other than their goal too many chances in the first half and then like I say second half they had that one that hit the bar um, and then one that Carey lifted over the bar about five minutes before we scored and then that one that looked like he'd gone in just after uh, yeah, from Fox. It wasn't too many, yeah. was it? No, but you, I, don't, I guess you don't really expect that from. Uh, they had nine shots throughout the entire game, which we all looked up for Derek Adams. But I was just <laughs> moaning about. Cause that would, I don't know if that would have been funny if I had just pointed out, oh, you only had nine, Derek, that's why we won and you didn't. But he would have then had a go at me. We were talking about him after. <laughs> after he left the room, I just, said to Chris, you know, I just said to Chris, what does he do that often? And then Rich started coming over saying, oh, Derek Adams seems like. And then the door opened. Door and he was there. Really? And we're all silent. I said, Derek Adams seems like the sort of guy who can listen through the door. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, right, uh, Daniel Traven says, Great performance yesterday. Arebo and Reeves were quality. Front two looked dangerous. Uh, crowd were behind the team from start to finish. Positive atmosphere. Uh, Daniel said he's still looking for a one ticket for Luton away. I did DM you from the Charlton Live account yesterday, uh, Daniel. Um, so hopefully if you look in your messages, you might have a, uh, a message from us. There was someone who had one spare. But uh, if not, if, if anyone has got a spare Luton ticket, Daniel's still after one. So get in contact with Charlton Live and we'll put you in contact. Uh, with Daniel. Right, Sebo, uh, Lili Boya uh, hinting that my 1,000th consecutive game will be slightly delayed uh, to Doncaster unless Walsall gets rescheduled to the week between Rochdale and Donny. But to be fair, it would be a pragmatic move to postpone the Walsall game if we had enough call-ups. And that's certainly what everyone's sort of been saying on the quiet over the last couple of weeks as we're expecting the game uh, to be off. Right, Richard Justin said, is Scott Goldburn training with us, an experienced left-back? Anyone heard that? I can't say I've heard that, but... I know the name of the player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen it on Twitter that somebody else said yeah. that, but I haven't heard anything oh, other right. than uh, what's been rumoured. Yeah, it's a bad it. signing, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, but the, it, we've had it before, though, where players are literally just training with us just to keep the fitness up. Yeah. So, so, Dean Lewington, wasn't it? Yeah, Dean Lewington. You know, he, called, uh, he called the former Milton Keynes manager something... Uh, that meant he had to leave Milton Keynes for a little while, and then when that manager got sacked, he got he got he got told he could go back. Right, um, we're gonna have a quick break here on Charlton Live. Still to come on tonight's show, we've uh, we've still got your emails uh, uh, for, uh, about yesterday's game. We're also going to hear uh, from Amelia Ritchie, the Charlton, uh, the uh, the goal scorer for Charlton Athletic Women. Um, uh, you're on uh, today as well during the the two all draw with Durham. So let's have a very quick break, and we'll be back here in thirty seconds or so. It's a stiff one all. Occupying that left hand side at the moment. Little step over onto his left foot. Marshall, ball in the box is good. And Rebo, first time. Oh, shot. what a goal! Lovely finish! Oh, what a goal! Joe Rebo gives Charlton the lead. Great ball in from Mark Marshall on the left hand side. Chips it in. And Rebo with a calm left footed volley. And found the bottom right corner and Charlton have the lead.
Welcome back, it's Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio on your Sunday evening. Louis Mendez, Tom Wallin, Paul Crisp and Terry Smith in the studio. It's a packed studio here when we're winning, everyone wants to come in. We're all glory hunters, <laughs> all glory hunters, all of you. Um, right, um, Dan said, uh, evening boys, impressed with Reeves yesterday, best game in our shirt. Great to be uh, a team that scores late winners, up to six. Hopefully he can catch up with Peterborough over the next few games. And he managed to get a Luton ticket as well, so well done. Yeah, sold out away end at Luton next week, it's going to be brilliant. Uh, uh, down at Kenilworth Road I imagine the atmosphere will be good it's not too far out of London as well um, so it should be a great away day uh, yeah he reiterated about um, the Reeves performance and uh, also oh, Peter Bro, I mean they could be within our sights so like I said we're, we're one point behind uh, Sunderland so Peterborough are on 22 we're on uh, 17 so we're only five behind them uh, very early days still so you know for, for what Ev James said earlier about champions being within our sights I mean it's certainly not out of the question in terms of where we are in the league at the moment yeah, I think it's going to be whether we can maintain it, whether we keep the squad fit enough, all of that kind of stuff. I think there are other squads that are better equipped to, over the the course of a season to be up there. As I say, I think top six is more than achievable. Top two is a bit a bit harder and um, obviously slightly less likely, but there's no reason we can't do it. It'd be nice to beat Peterborough at Wembley, wouldn't it, in the playoff final? <laughs> Just to see Steve Evans' face. <laughs> that big geezer. That'd be yeah. good, yeah. He um, famously, when he was Rotherham manager, they beat his fell down. Yeah, he was running down the touchline <laughs> yeah. at Wembley. All the grace and decorum of. Yeah. Uh, that of was some goal, though. Yeah. It was a good goal, but yeah, yeah his trousers fell down. Yeah. That was funny. He, he always looks like a man who, like, I don't know I don't know if it's possible for humans to actually explode. <laughs> but if it was, he would do it. Uh, right, London Air Giza, uh, Lyle and Carlin are a Hales and Flanagan esque. Uh, partnership up top expect a punch up any day now yeah. <laughs> that'd be awful wouldn't it if it just ruined everything uh, Sebo saying I actually saw Derek Adams outside the West End about 15 minutes after the game yesterday he had a face like thunder uh, yeah I'm not, not surprised by that at all right let's have a look at some of the uh, the emails in fact the first one was a DM that came in from Charlton Soul uh, and they say style tactics and over complimented formations don't do anything below the championship league one is about grit hard work and no egos power side never had a distinctive brand of football but they had heart Boya seems to understand this fans seem to understand it too you won't go down to the valley and be blown away by a football masterclass but you will go down and be expected to join the players throughout the long process that is league one uh, football uh, as a result uh, of have more a connection as a result you'll have more of a connection with your club uh, than the big money elite at the top could ever dream of I mean at the same time I do think we actually play some decent football there's grit and determination there and you need to have the right mix but at times just though we play some nice stuff yeah we are playing some nice stuff but I, I totally agree what Bowie says you know in regards to 100% just you know 100% effort from the team the fans are going to get behind you and then the uh, that the results will come and, and it's quite interesting you said about the kind of PAL team that that won League One with what, 101 points, whatever it was. But yeah, we didn't play great football for a lot of that season, but we got those gritty 1 0 wins, and that's what you need to do. I think last week summed that up the Bradford game. You know, in the first half where we uh, we blew them away and played some lovely football, yeah. you expect teams to, to come at us from time to time and, and, uh, and try and stifle us, bat, out battle us, and um, we had to fight in that second half against Bradford I don't think last season we would have had a side that could do that uh, whereas this season we have and, and Powell's side uh, that won the championship definitely had that you know we had, we had people who could stick their foot in when they had to and I think we've got that again Chris Davin uh, evening Chris says a great day at the Valley thoroughly entertained uh, from the first to the last minute excellent free flowing passing football can't fault anyone in a red shirt though special mention for Nabi Saad didn't put a foot wrong and dominant all game let's, let's talk about Nabs actually because I don't think we have too much um, I still uh, am very nervous when he's in possession <laughs> but that's my fault now and not his because I don't think he gave the ball away too much yesterday when he was 
keeping his foot on it longer than perhaps he should have. Yeah, he had one little muck-up, I think, in the first half. I think that was more the pass that was given to him more than yeah. anything. Um, no, I, I think he had a really good game yesterday. I think it helps having Pierce next to him, yeah. for, for me, because Pierce, you know, is in charge, and I think that helps Naby. I also like the fact that it, we seem to start a lot of our attacks from from Naby's left foot, because he seems to push off to the left to Lewis Page, but puts it in front of Page, so Page is on the front foot to then go and whip the ball in or, or start the attack. So, no, he thought we played really well. Yeah, excellent. Right, um, Chris's email continues. Uh, the fans were quality, got behind the lads the whole game. The North Upper was rocking. Uh, going a goal behind, missing a penalty, did nothing to knock the team or the fans' confidence. Yeah, I liked uh, the way the fans were singing Lyle Taylor's name uh, just after the penalty miss. Um, they, they really stuck behind him. Uh, if everything could be this real forever, if anything could be this good again, the only thing I'll ever ask of you, you got to promise not to stop when I say when. There's another song lyric, I think. Uh, uh, it's a CFC bring, uh, thing. Bring on the bleeding loot and can't bleed in weight. Let's, uh, Lee and the boys are going places and it's going to be some ride, baby. Thanks for your, your email there, uh, Chris Davin. is clearly uh, getting into the spirit of things and it's great to see everyone so positive as well and it, uh, we've, we've very good reason to be. Yeah, and that's the thing. It does feel very different. And uh, the end of last season felt like this as well when we went on that run. You think of Portsmouth away, the Blackburn game here, the Plymouth game here, Shrewsbury away when we beat them towards the end of the season in the league before the playoffs it was it was good fun and and it hadn't been fun for a, for quite a while I don't think even when we were up there before you kind of it just felt like a real struggle and uh, and now it doesn't it's it's enjoyable and I look forward to coming down to the valley and yeah the numbers aren't as good as we would like um, and people have got their reasons for that but if we can create atmospheres like yesterday then it's going to be a difficult place to come Right, Ben Plummer, evening. Ben says, hi guys, went to my first game of the season yesterday and what a game it was. Was surprised when Plymouth took the lead and thought it might be another one of those days, but the lads responded well and played some really positive attacking football, which I haven't seen for a while. He says, don't get to go to games too often. Uh, only saw Wigan and Scunthorpe at home last year, so Wigan, we lost 3-0. Scunthorpe we beat, didn't we? Yeah, so it went... Was it no, Scunthorpe? No, we lost to Scunthorpe as well. Did we? Yeah, yeah lost 1-0 to Scunthorpe. Uh, oh yeah, no, I was thinking the season before when Tony Watts scored the penalty. Is that yeah, not? Yeah. Yeah. Those were the days. All right, Ben, you're, you're lucky we still let you come. <laughs> there was lots of slick interchanges and one-twos, which was nice to see. Uh, all of the players contributed well, and the momentum really started to build in the last half hour of the game. Really didn't think it was going to be our day as the minutes kept going, but when Carlin scored that goal, the feeling was amazing. The crowd were really good yesterday, getting behind the lads for the whole game, and the volume really increased in the last 15 minutes with every corner we were getting. The atmosphere mm. was incredible, considering the attendance... Uh, there, there was just over 10,000, I think. A uh, really exciting game overall, but I had my heart in, the ma- in my mouth when uh, the Plymouth player volleyed wide from the edge of the box with a few minutes left. Uh, felt Ward played particularly well, as did Cullen, Reeves and Taylor, but Saar, wow, he was solid yesterday, apart from the one time where he overran the ball. He was always looking to play the ball forward and not always the easy ones. A crossfield ball to Solly in the first half was a peach. Feel mm. confident with him stepping in for Bauer uh, for now. Let's keep this form going. Because, yeah, because back on Nabs again, I mean... When's the lot? Has he ever had a run of more than five or six games for us? I can't remember that. We couldn't happening. think of it, could we? Yeah, when we were talking so, about it on Thursday. So it will be interesting to see how he handles that. Yeah, yeah, and he's still still a relatively young player, and and he's not had a lot of experience for us. And the experiences he did have at the early part of his career with us were were not good ones. So I think he's doing well. I said to Crispy off air, it's just he gets that glint in his eye occasionally, and you know he's about to go on some mad run. And that still makes me nervous. But as you said earlier, that's more down to us than than him because actually he's putting in quite a lot of assured performances and he's got himself a couple of goals already as well. One in pre-season and one, was it in the checker trade he got one? So, 
yeah, he's a he's a good little player to have around, and uh, you know, I, obviously when Bauer's back fit, I would expect Bauer to come back in and play alongside Pierce, but he's he's more than capable of doing the job in the meantime. Could he have had a penalty in the second half? Well, now mm. this is interesting. So, turn, Ollie, Ollie Groom seems to think that he was the only one in the entire stadium to see this. So, no, I didn't see it. Yeah, um, going mental. Yeah, right? me and yeah, Rich, yeah. Ne- neither me or Rich <laughs> noticed it to tweet. I think um, I said it at the no, time. You said I, it as yeah, well, I'm but, pretty sure oh, I thought yeah, he had it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but so I didn't see it at all. So, I can't even tell you what happened. Yeah, he, um, he was wrestled to the yeah. ground. He yeah. was pulled uh, down. In the penalty area. And uh, I mean, Naby a lot of things, but you don't expect him to go absolutely nah. ballistic. He's, he's, and he said it, he admits it himself. He's far too nice. The, the, the squad are trying to make him more like uh, Jason Pierce, is basically what they're telling him. And he said, <laughs> and it's not going to happen, is it really? Nah. He's too nice. So for him to go that mental, and he was, he was seriously like gritted yeah. teeth up at the ref. Yeah. Uh, and so you, that doesn't happen unless something unless something's happened to him. And I thought I thought it was. I thought he was going to score off the next corner because he went. I think he went back again for a second corner, and that none of their players went anywhere near him for that <laughs> one. So if they'd have managed to find him, he had a free header. Yeah. But it didn't happen. Right, Peter Body gets involved. Says Louis and the gang. I listen to the podcast every week. Immensely enjoyable show and a great source of information regarding anything. Charlton. Oh, thanks for that. Peter said my first. Uh, visit to the Valley was back in 1964 where my dad took me to see the Addicts take on Plymouth. Uh, I was taken aback by the vast East Stand and that just seemingly went on upwards forever. There was no segregation then and my dad got chatting to a Plymouth supporter. I believe my dad received training there during World War II. A 1-0 victory ensued for the Addicts and I soon became hooked. Remembering uh, the likes of Mike Kenning, Len Glover, John Huey, Eddie Fermani, Brian Kinsey uh, to name but a few. And don't forget to add Ray Crawford to your list of established goal scorers. Although uh, his uh, best striking days had probably passed him when he joined us. Uh, left dear old uh, Blighty to live in Minnesota in 1995. The internet was in its infancy, so I would listen to the football results on BBC World Service, but didn't always hear the results. So, uh, so-and-so too, Charlton at the crackle fade pop, or words to that effect. So it's always nice uh, to get a considered view of the matchday proceedings, as I find the written reports, uh, rightly or wrongly, to be somewhat biased. The, the Plymouth rags seem to suggest that the Pilgrims deserved a draw yesterday. Uh, Lee Bowyer is doing a great job uh, as are all the backroom staff with limited resources onward up and upwards and keep up the good work Louis and the gag and that's from uh, Pete Bods cheers for that Bods um, he's, all right, first thing so he said, he said the Plymouth Rags thought that the, um, the Plymouth deserved a draw really? Maybe I should have a go at Chris Errington now. Then I, think, I should yeah. join Derek Adams. I think you probably got to give him a bit of uh, a bit of slack because mm. uh, having um, having you know been at one all right into the last minute, I think uh, the the mentality would be that they uh, they probably thought they yeah, uh, should have scraped a draw. As, as the away team, you think oh they threw the body on the line a lot, yeah, yeah. but in terms of chances, no, 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 there was I mean, only ever going to be the one. The reality is we were you know we were the better yeah. side. We had the, uh, more chances, the better chances. Yeah. Uh, the fact that we didn't convert them. Isn't down to you know just down to their good players. It was down to the fact that we you know we didn't do it. But yeah, uh, um, yeah I'd, I'd, I'd give cut them a bit of slack. You know. Yeah, uh, some great names on that list there that, that Pete sent in the likes of Mike Kenning, Len Glover, John Huyedi, Fermani, Brian Kinsey, and then Ray Crawford. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, I could see your your eyes were lighting up there too. <laughs> yeah, no, I was three years <laughs> later than than that, but um, you know my, the the strike partnership that that I sort of fell in love with uh, actually probably a year later was uh, Tease and Tracy yeah. uh, but uh, Brian Kinsey uh, and Keith Peacock when he comes under obviously uh, glassy eyed at those names yeah, yeah and living over in Minnesota it must be a, it must be a relief out of the way that technology has come on now that you can actually listen to Terry and, and Greg in your or not as a case <laughs> with me, yeah, yeah, yeah wherever you are and uh, or, or get, get uh, contact to the game as well uh, so cheers for your email Pete I'm glad you're enjoying it right Connor 
says, hi, we won the hard way uh, yesterday, which is a good sign. Plymouth looked decent and caused problems. We finished the game well and deserved the three points. For Jamie Ward caused problems as he always found space. And it was typical Eagle to be in the six-yard area uh, to scuff the ball back for Grant. <laughs> he said, Luton will be hard uh, next week, uh, but we look confident. P.S. We're on our way. We're chanting and we're on our way back. Excellent <laughs> stuff. Um, I mean, let's talk about Eagle then, because uh, in our little group chat earlier, Tom, I did say that mm. I'm still ever so slightly waiting to be proved how good Igor is now because for, when he first came in four years ago three, four years ago he's one of the best strikers I've ever seen down here and as soon as he got his injury he's never looked the same player and now he's going to be slowly eased back in and he's still yet to prove it for me that he's going to be the same player as he was three, four years ago Yeah, I wonder whether we'll we'll ever see that um, the type of injury it is I remember might have even been when Finchie was on the show I remember him saying that uh, one of the medical staff at the time said when you do that injury you're just never quite the same player because mm. you always worry that you're going to do it again so if he just drops off everything by 1%, 2% uh, that's the difference even at this level between scoring and not scoring or being a, a good player or a very good player so it's really frustrating we do have to be careful with him um, and I don't think we've really seen enough of him yet this season to judge him um, but he will get his chances and you know, towards the end of the season, he might play a key part in games, and yeah, it's it's very early to judge. I just really hope he can get back up to the player he was, because as you say, when he first came, he was uh, he was a dangerous little player. Do you know? I don't know if anybody saw it, but uh, the Michael Owen interview. Mm. Which one? You talk uh, about the, the one, one on the on TV. TV. Yeah, exactly. yeah, that was good. Uh, yeah. Where he he explained that um, he also had uh, had these um, suspect hamstrings mm. that uh, that are always going to go, uh, and the one that really went really badly. Because um, they, I don't know whether med- uh, uh, the medical uh, treatment wasn't around then, or uh, or they just missed it. And I seem to remember that didn't he play on? Like he came back a couple of times. He went and he came back and he went and he came yeah, back. Yeah. Breaking down. Uh, and what happens is when it's not treated properly, they atta- it reattaches, and so the hamstring is actually shorter yeah. than it was uh, when he was flying. So there's two things. There's one in his mind he knows, or he's probably fearful that it's going to go again. And two, because it's shorter, he's physically not able to run as quick as he was uh, as he could have done before. So, I think um, it's it's a bit how he adapts to that really, mm. uh, and whether we get the uh, we're not going to get the same Igor back. I don't think it's possible. But mm. if we can get an Igor back that still has an eye for goal, better than yesterday, yeah. <laughs> um, then he's going to be a worthy addition. And and I mentioned it off air. You know, Taylor's one booking away from being suspended for a game, so we're going to yeah. need him at some point during the season. Yeah, right. Rodder says, "Hi guys, you already know. I think this team is definitely going to get a playoff spot. At least, really enjoying the football. Sadly, can't make uh, the next home game. Is going to a leaving do the night before, so no doubt I will have a hangover, uh, which is negative. Uh, but this is negative. Very concerned that we concede poor goals. But at this level, I'm not too concerned, as not all League One sides have really decent strikers who will punish you. We what we lack in defence, we make up." Uh, in midfield and attack. It was great to see happy faces uh, at games. Uh, uh, Now fans getting behind the team, even when things are not going for you. It summed up when five guys in front of me, whom I'd not seen before, it was uh, their first game, uh, but will give each other high fives after we won. Uh, I'm going uh, home after games, smiling after a win, waking up on a Sunday happy that we won and happy all week long. May it continue. Certainly, uh, I was still feeling... Uh, very pleased this morning uh, remembering that goal and uh, yeah, everyone's everyone's enjoying it. Right, um, we got an email in from Paul O'Donnell. says, I was listening in Belgium as usual on Saturday. I've realised that due to the delay on the ISDN line, the live commentary on Valley Pass 
uh, can be can be a couple of minutes behind the action. Uh, that's fairly standard on uh, internet internet based commentary. It's always yeah. Unfortunately, he says I have recently taken uh, to looking at the same time at the live League One scores on uh, FlashScore.com. Uh, where goals tend to flash up very quickly and long before they're reflected in the commentary. However, I have noticed in the past that sometimes they jump the gun. A score changes only to be corrected a couple of minutes later after the goal has been disallowed. So after Carlin's second goal yesterday, the Plymouth effort that went behind and moved to the back of the net uh, from the outside was flashed up as a Plymouth equaliser. <laughs> I then had an agonising wait as within the uh, following couple of minutes of live commentary, there was no mention of a Plymouth goal. Uh, it came as a huge relief when the word correction flashed up and the winning goal was uh, restored. That's shocking. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if my heart can handle that kind of mistake before. It happens all the time. So I've got... It must be the same company that sends these updates out all to the different websites. I use goal.com on my phone. And I remember, like, I remember they flashed up that we'd scored against uh, Fleetwood when Lapsley's header was cleared off the line. They flashed up, and then they disallowed goals all the time. So I remember I went to a Bromley game once. So I could only get there at half time. Uh, Ollie was there, and I said to him, "What happened with this disallowed goal?" And he went, "What disallowed goal? Said, <laughs> the ball hasn't been anywhere near the goal." So someone, whoever's in charge, obviously accidentally pressed goal, and they just disallowed it. So yeah, uh, a bit of confusion. That's why Valley Pass and Twitter are always the best places to follow <laughs> the game. Uh, BBC Radio London as well, of course. Uh, right. <laughs> I love hearing about the uh, the different way fans celebrate goals. You know, the five people yeah. you've never seen before coming back and slapping your high fives and and uh, and cuddling your neck. Whereas Crispy needs concrete. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Go on, Crispy, you tell the story. Tom, can you get the keys? So, <laughs> I've got to get the keys. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you pointing for? Yeah. So I, I sit in the front row of the North Upper. So uh, I have the the concrete kind of wall in front of me. And uh, yeah, I went a little bit too mad when Carlin scored, and now I've got a relatively bruised knee, and I'm struggling to walk on the left side. So <laughs> happy days. You got to love it goal scoring injury like uh, London again says let's not forget that Bauer won't be with us next season he has said he wants to bugger off so I'd stick with Saar and uh, Pierce and uh, Ray saying congratulations to Lee Bayer and Johnny Jackson for building a Charlton team to be proud of again uh, I can't bring myself to give this owner my hard earned money but hopefully sooner rather than later I can come back to the club I grew up uh, to love right let's uh, let's focus on trying athletic women quickly because um, we're running out of time and we uh, we need to speak about them because they got a superb result up at Durham earlier on uh, th- this afternoon. Uh, long old trip to play. Obviously, we went and saw them on, the, on Wednesday evening when they beat Aston Villa 2-0 at home. Uh, this was their second <laughs> league game of the season. They were a goal down after 20-odd minutes. And Kit Graham equalised almost straight away her first league goal of the season. Then almost straight away again, we were 2-1 down. But then in the second half, it looks like we absolutely battered them, Durham. Uh, and it was late on uh, that Amelia Ritchie scored uh, the leveller. Uh, so uh, I spoke to her. Uh, she she scored the equaliser late on and said that they deserved uh, their point on the road. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, second half, we put on a lot of pressure and we generally deserved to get the three points, but it was good to come away with a point in the end. Yeah. Also, travelling this far, we didn't want to come back with nothing. So, yeah, it was good to get yeah. the point. It sounded like you were really knocking at the door for that, that closing sort of 15 minutes in particular when, when the goal came. Yeah, it was constant pressure from us, really. Yeah. Um, just constantly trying to find a way through, and eventually we did to get the point. So yeah, that was good. To talk us through your goal, was it was it a header from a corner? Yeah, uh, don't really score headers or any goals really, so it was quite a surprise. I just saw it and turned my head, and top right corner it went. Mm. Um, and obviously, Kit got the opening goal as well. It was a bit of a flurry of goals really in the, in the first half. You went you went a goal down, got level almost immediately, and then a goal down again but uh, to see Kit on the, on, on the score sheet I mean she she deserved to go on Tuesday, on Wednesday night from what I saw so good to see her off and running now for the season as well 
yeah, no, it's always good to see our friend. She's worked so hard and, you know, she deserves to get all the goals. So, yeah, it was just a crazy few minutes, really. So they scored and then we scored and then two minutes later they scored. So it was just had to find our feet and get the ball moving again. Still very much a case of trying to sort of find your feet in the championship now. After the step up, I guess you don't really know where you are in comparison to the other teams. So coming away from, from Durham with a point overall, are you pleased with that? Do you think you could have you could have beaten them? You could have done more? Yeah, I mean, we, we, could have, we could have snatched three points. So it's kind of good in a way that we came away thinking that we could have beaten them because they're an established side in this league. So, you know, working hard against them and getting a point is what we know what we wanted so yeah it's all about working hard and seeing where we can end up in this league really mm, yeah because four points out of the first two games isn't, hasn't been a bad start at all yeah no it's, well couldn't really ask for much better really um except obviously three points today but wasn't meant to be and it was good to get the point mm. and how has it been with all the traveling because i guess the the league last year was obviously more of a, a, a southern league and this year it's going to be up and down the country every other week it seems yeah, no, it's a lot of travelling, but, you know, we got a great bunch of girls, so it makes it easier, you know, when you're on long journeys. Um, we all go on so well, so it's not too bad. We just have to go out there and put on the performance. Mm. Uh, from a personal point of view, you got called up to the Wales squad, so I guess that's always an honour for you. Yeah, no, it's good to be back involved. It's been quite a while, obviously, through injury and stuff, haven't been called up, so it's good to get the call back and hopefully I can just push on from now. Mm. Excellent. And just finally, then, so I mean, what are your your personal aims for the for for the club for the season? What do you think the Charlton can achieve this year? I personally think we can challenge at the top. I mean, I know Man U are full time and they're doing really well at the moment, but excluding, excluding them, I feel like we've got the team to challenge and get as high as possible in the league. There's Amelia Ritchie after her equaliser about five ten minutes from the end of the game, uh, and. Charlton women a point up on the road at Durham. Uh, long old journey. They went up uh, last night standing in Newcastle. Um, it is quite a bit of a adjustment that they have to now get used to the fact they will be playing a lot of games in the north of the country rather in in a southern league as which they were in last year. Um, and if you are going all that way, I guess it makes it more worthwhile to try and come away with something. Yeah, absolutely. And <clears throat> I mean, it's not just the uh, the distances; it's the quality as well. I mean, mm. Durham finished fourth uh, in the championship last season in the in their league. They were voted the club of the year, and uh, you know they progressed from. Well, I think they started about five years ago. They progressed every year since. So they're a, you know established side and, and a and a difficult side to to come up against, especially in your first season, first season up. So. Uh, a draw, and it sounded like it could have been much better. It's, it's a fantastic result. That on top of the the victory against Villa, um, it's a great start. Yeah, please, yeah, please with the way they've, they've they've started the season so far. They talk about Man United is going to be the team that's going to win that league. There's no there's no question about that. <laughs> well, when you throw the sort of money they have, yeah, yeah. It, then yeah. It's um, not but to but you know, I've, I've, getting up as high as possible will be will be an achievement for Ratish and and, and the girls. Um, and, and we hope they can uh, do that. Don't forget, I think they're at home next Sunday. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it on Thursday if we get a chance. Lewis, I think. Yeah, at home to Lewis uh, on on uh, Sunday over at VCD or the, the Oakwood in Crayford. Uh, like I said, we went down there on Wednesday, and it's a good experience to go and watch them. Uh, and like I say, it's really local to most people. I think it's, it's only about six quid to get in as well, so it's worthwhile uh, getting down there if you can. Right, um, we've pretty much run out of time, but I guess we we, we will just say, I mean, crispy. It's your first time you've been in this so far this yeah. season. We've all discussed what we think we can achieve this year. I mean, how far do you see Charlton going this year? I think we'll top six, absolutely. Yeah. Um, 
why not try and push for that that top two? Um, I don't think that is, there's a standout team, that's for sure. I actually thought, you know, thinking about the, the game yesterday, I thought Plymouth were probably better than what Peterborough were when they came down here, to be quite honest. But um, no, I think that the squad is is capable enough of being top six for sure, as as Tom says. It's got to be, keep it fit. Um, it'll be interesting to see where we are come come Christmas mm. um, if we're in that kind of top three, top four. And there's yeah. a chance we can do it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's the longevity of the squad, like I mentioned earlier, that, that slightly worries me. But certainly, the quality of the squad now is is better, even even than even better than the the start of the season. And I was worried at the start of the season when I saw the likes of Lapsley and, and you know, Abby Morgan and stuff in squads, but they've stepped up as well and, yeah. and proven to, to to be be better than I was probably giving them credit for. Uh, so fair play to them. Right, we have run out of time. Chapman Live. Uh, it's been a, a good show. It's always nice to to come in on here on a Sunday evening after we've won yet another game, particularly when it was a last minute one. Uh, like like we heard there, Carlin Grant with his brace, his uh, fifth goal of the season gets him level pegging with uh, Lyle Taylor. That's going to be an interesting competition as the year goes on as well. Uh, but we'll see. Right. Um, thank you uh, to all of you who listened and got involved. Thank you, Tom Wanning, for coming Cheers, in. Cheers, Louis. Cheers, Crispy, for coming thank in. Thank you very much, mate. Always good to see you, Terry Smith. Cheers, thank you. Uh, we'll be back here on Thursday evening with the big match preview to look ahead to next uh, sun- Saturday's game at- away at Luton. So we hope to see you then on uh, on Thursday evening as well. So I hope you've uh, enjoyed this evening's show. I've been Louis Mendes. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, we shall see you next week.